Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. We're doing a podcast scene. Sure. It's uh, it's not necessary to listen to this. It's never been necessary. No. Uh, it's October 9th, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. That's Ian. I'm Pat. Yep. Uh, I'm doing much better at my tiling issues this this time out. I'm not uh, having a panic attack. The tile guy was here this morning, to be honest. Yeah. Rob was here to back him just in case, but he's, we're going to work it out. Okay. We're working it out. That's the, that's the good news at Castle Country. That's that's the very good news, news there. It's coming along. Okay. Ian, what's going on in your world? Uh, on Friday, well, I celebrated Vonnie's birthday this past weekend. On Friday, we went to Disney. Birthday to Vonnie. Uh, and then uh, we watched Alien that night. The original? Uh, we watched Alien on Thursday, Thursday night. Was uh, it the director's cut, the one I saw in, in theaters when they re-released it in 99? No. So here's how Vani and I uh, watched the Alien movies. Um, Alien, standard cut. Uh, and then we watched Aliens on, on Saturday night. Um, and director's Aliens cut? is always director's cut. That extra 20 minutes really... Really fleshes the the movie out. Especially the colonists in the beginning. Yeah, the colonists in the beginning. Uh, you know, all the sentry guns is a yeah, cool scene. I love the sentry gun oh, scene. I want yeah. a sentry gun outside my house. So um, yeah, so we watched Alien and Aliens this weekend. Is kind of part of her birthday celebration. She's been dying to watch them again. And I mean, we've both watched those movies a billion times. How old is she now? Not not a, not something I'll disclose. Um, I mean, I don't think she'd necessarily care. But you just don't disclose don't people's think. ages. Uh, so, especially not your wife's on a, on a podcast. She might, she, she might kill you and or me. <laughs> and or, Next and time or both of us. She'll kill me. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. That's what I did this weekend <clears throat> out with her. We're going to be at Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yes, we the are. Weekend, I can't uh, wait. That's less than two weeks away. The 20th and 21st and the 19th. It's open part of the 19th as well. Yeah, shit. Hell, I leave a week from tomorrow. My God, Ian. Yeah. My God. Uh I'll be there. Oh, selling my a, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll be, I'll be selling a certain NES guidebook there. Um, speaking of that, you can pre-order Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the SNES Library. I only have 40 re- reviews left, left to write. I just wrote... Uh, what was the last one I just wrote? Let's see. I wrote I wrote Venom, Spider-Man, Maximum Carnage, uh, Separation Anxiety. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, Bruce, uh, Dragon and Bruce Lee story was not as terrible as I remembered. So yeah. not great. It got his manner of now. Now I've been on Bruce Lee kick the past week because I'm in love with Bruce Lee. Uh, other than that, there's gonna be a new flea, flea market madness coming out. Hopefully by the weekend. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pre pre stream it on Twitch like a Twitch premiere. I like that. I did that with, with the fifth anniversary mm. of the podcast, which is fun. I don't know if, if, if you're in the chat for that, but it was fun. It uh, was. So here's the thing about flea market madness. I always said that eventually it's gonna end. I decided when it's gonna end when I'm done finishing what's already uh, been filmed. It's gonna end around episode 50 for flea market madness. Uh, this is gonna be episode 33 that comes out. After that, roughly 17 more to edit. I think 50 is a nice round number. Next year is the 10th anniversary of Flea Market Madness. Um, so why not? I mean, do you really need 
20 years of flea market madness? No. <laughs> do you need he was quick to say no you don't I go to the flea market man, uh, flea market a lot less than I used to I actually went yesterday and I did find some stuff you you actually do find it's weird like I said before now that there's less people going to buy this stuff than before you do find things here and there yeah but overall you're not finding those deals you're just not they're just not out there I'm also getting old and feeble and I, it's hard for me to get up in the morning I have a lot more going on uh, speaking of that uh, announcement about the NES Marathon uh, we are probably going to be postponing it this year. There's a lot going on in October and November. I mean, every year on it. If you want my December if, as well. If, if yeah. you want me to be to, to basically break down the fourth wall while someone tries to call me, which I'm going to shut off. Uh, Ian, for the past three, four years, has been asking me to skip each year of the of the marathon, saying we should skip this year, take a year off. Well, because so. at one point Pat suggested that we skip a year, and then each year he's like, "No, we're doing it again." Uh, it's been. It's been good, but Pat kills himself every year in fall, and um, this year it just didn't look like it was going to be easy to find I, a, a decent weekend in November, plus, well, that... I'm doing a book, book Kickstarter. Okay, yeah, the book. Uh, the book Kickstarter. Without the book Kickstarter, I can't really have Castle Country for long, so that's important. So, so, so to be honest, I probably should have skipped last year's because I didn't tell people this. I literally picked up the keys to this house the day before the marathon last year. Like, it was literally the day before. Yeah. So, so there was a lot going on, and that's why it was important to to have the help, and Ian and Vani always help out. The past uh, couple years, Vani helped out, but Gerard get in there, and Alex, who's now my favorite, becoming more and more my favorite person. And Andre, them helping out was crucial last year, or else it would have been impossible. But also, they're also busy. Uh, they're very busy coming up too. So we're, we're gonna, we're not gonna. It may not be pushed back a whole year. I want to try to keep this semi-annual, but we're gonna see in the new year where we're at. You know, I have a soft target in mind. But I'm not gonna announce it yet. So sorry to disappoint you all, but uh, mental health and not being not being able to die comes first. Uh, yeah, but we will, we will do it though. We're gonna do it again for sure. We, but we want to plan it right. We also want to make sure we can have our partners help out as well. So there you go. So be, be on the lookout for an announcement, probably end of quarter four or more solid when we, we want to do it. New, in the new year, the new year. Well, it'll still be the ninth annual marathon, though. But even though it won't be, it'll be almost an annual. It'll be the ninth. Just call it the we ninth. Used to, I don't know how we used to do it. We used to do it like a week before, a week after Portland. I don't know how we used to do that. Yeah. I, I really had a lot more energy and, was, and didn't care about my health. I mean, that's probably what it was. <laughs> I think mean, that's probably what it was. Yeah. All right. So that's what's going on <laughs> here. So um, Ian... There was a, a big announcement. No, it's not a total shocker because we, we, we both called this beforehand about... It's the, not a shocker. The Switch is going to have a new model coming. Yeah, this is not a shocker at all. It's kind of the main reason I want to talk about it because I get tired of... I mean, I know it's how YouTube works. I know it's how people make money, but I'm get tired of Get the thumbnail with the, with the fingers like, oh, grab your hand. Oh, I can't believe God! it. <laughs> I mean, like a, like a fucking struck bird. Um... A bird flew into my glass door in the back yard the other day. Poor little girl. But she she got up and flew away after an hour. We thought she was was going to die. Oh, okay. I'm glad that's fine. Because she was fucked up. She was like, oh, my God. But after an hour. Oh, my yeah, God. I, oh, my bird. Oh, my bird. Anyway. Uh, anyway. New Switch. The Wall Street Journal is reporting yeah. Nintendo will be introducing a new version of its popular Switch console next year. I've been hearing late 2019. Um, which, would be, which would be three and a half years after. No, only two and a half years and after and release. Which uh, is which is a little earlier than you would think for a Nintendo, uh, slightly early for a Nintendo handheld no, to do a new version. 
No, I mean not really. I mean when you look at how DS long, Lite, I, how far was that after the DS? I think that was about two years, two okay. and a half years, three years. Well, fuck um, Let me see if GBA, I can. GBA GBA SP release. I'll look that up while you talk. Yeah. Right, so GBA. I don't think it's uh, it, it's really not that surprising. Um, I think for a lot of people it might just seem surprising because it's for the first time in a long time Nintendo's really had eyes on its main flagship. Um, uh, console and this is a you know console um, you know people console handheld hybrid um, Nintendo reiterates their handhelds all the time but I don't think maybe it's not maybe it's not something that people right. re- huh two years between the GPA and yeah. GPSP barely over two years right and then the DSDS Lite you're gonna see the same thing um, it, it's just, 3DS and 3DS XL yeah it's it, this is incredibly common for Nintendo um, common practice it's it's not that unusual uh, between the uh, remodeling of things like the PlayStation 4 PlayStation Slim and then a little bit later the PlayStation 4 uh, Pro and the Xbox the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, S and, and then the, the uh, Dragon uh, Punch the, Xbox I don't know uh, the the, the, the Shinobi <laughs> Xbox, uh, the Xbox One X, yeah, the Scorpion, um, Scorpion, the Xbox One X. Oh, so, close, Scorpion. <clears throat> I'm just flailing around with words to get back to what I was saying. This is not that weird, people. I don't know. It, 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 Nintendo is put under a different lens, I think, than other companies. But this makes sense from a marketing standpoint, from a hardware standpoint in the modern era. I don't like it. I don't want companies to release things every two years, but it's just what happens. There's nothing wrong with choice. It's fine. Yes. Especially if they keep keep the old one around, which I'm guessing they would, and they're either going to drop the price in that, or this will be more money. Probably. If if it's like the Switch Pro, we'll just say. What I imagine it will be is... Or maybe it's a standalone. Because you know what? If you brought the Switch already, you already have the dock... So why do you, why do you need to buy a second dock? Those things aren't cheap. What is it eighty bucks to get a new dock? Yeah, we'll have to see how they how they market it. But I'm assuming that it's probably going to um, better battery life. Um, there's rumor that's going to have a nicer screen, a higher uh, a higher clarity screen like the ones that you see on uh, smartphones and things like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> That's what I'm assuming. According to the article, Nintendo is still debating what new hardware and software features to include in the upgrade. One option on the table being an upgraded screen, closer to what they found in more recent smartphone uh, LCDs, yes. which would make it brighter, thinner, and more energy efficient. And you know what? Since since when they started first planning the Switch, which was like, uh, probably like four years ago, because I knew the Wii U was dead, uh, the technology has come a long way with these chips, too. So I'm not saying they're going to be a total upgrade. It wouldn't shock me if they upgraded the power a little bit to keep up with these generational shifts yeah. in here. Because you're not getting a new uh, Nintendo console anytime soon, but uh, reports that you know the, they're starting to develop the uh, PlayStation 5. That's probably going to come out in a couple years. So Nintendo's got to at least try to uh, play catch-up here. And maybe this is the way they do it. Maybe this is the way they do it. All right. Maybe we will see a power bump in there, similar to yeah. something like a, a, an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro, where you can squeeze better graphics out of it if you have a nicer system. Maybe, maybe give you memory worth a damn. <sighs> yeah. Not just 32 gig. Maybe give us 64. Better built-in memory. Yeah. You know, it won't cost them a, a freaking thing. A battery life better than... So this is what I see. Three hours. I, I think I think they'll do a they'll they'll bump the price down on the old ones. I think they'd rather do that and keep this at three hundred dollars versus charging more. That's if if they're going to include 
the dock with it as well. They're going to have to. Some people, for some people, people this will be their first system, right? Or maybe they'll do a standalone one. It doesn't have that. I wonder if Nintendo will be smart enough to do that. I think that would be a good idea is to offer it on its own without a dock for people who upgrade. Sure. I would, I would hope, and it, it's tough. As much as I like Nintendo systems, I'm, I've never been one to not say that Nintendo is dumb with their marketing or their with how they release things or how they put these things out there because they are they, they can be very dumb but I think they would be smart enough at this point to know that um, lots of uh, there's a lot of Nintendo fans who will buy reiterations of their hardware uh, Luke Plunkett who, who did the article that was just summarizing the Wall Street Journal article said kill the 3DS it had a good run make this new switch smaller with a more efficient screen and better battery go, go all in on the portable angle I don't know if that's the play I don't know. I think the play would be... I think people would be expecting a more powerful uh, s- switch, if anything. A slight upgrade versus versus making it smaller. Well, we're only... So, it'll be two and a half years in if they... At least in next year. Ne- next year. Late next year. Yeah. There's lots of room... There's lots of time for that to happen still. I mean, think about all the different types of models of 3DSs we got and things like that. I do think there is... I, I still think there is room for a for smaller, a more portable All-in-one. switch. But I think I think if you want to keep momentum up and keep it going Joe against keep, keep it going up against uh, things like the Xbox, uh, PlayStation 4, if you want it to keep looking like somewhat of a, a home console contender, you do probably need um, I think you're going to need I think you're going to need a power boost somewhere yeah, in there. You, and something and, and maybe perhaps maybe even like I don't sound silly. 4K TV support or something like that, or at least HDR. That's gonna be rough. Or color balance, something like that. But the the issue is, you make it smaller, you're not gonna be able to upgrade and keep it in smaller. You can't do both, probably. You know, you're not gonna be able to get that hot, heated up system. Say, say, say you have 60 frames per second on a handheld. There's no way you're gonna be able to shrink it, upgrade the tech, draw more power, and make it smaller. You can't do everything. If you do, I'm, you can probably do a smaller one now and keep it the same power, but you're not gonna be able to increase it. On a smaller version. I don't know. I'm not the machines man. I'm just telling you that's in, in the theoreticals here. It's kind of hard to, to squish it all together and, and make it bigger and better. So, so um, I I would probably be on board if there's an option, like I said, to get a, a cut rate one. You know, where you don't buy all the extra accessories. I don't need. You know, I don't need to help if they can make it. I don't have to buy extra freaking Joy Cons. I have three Joy Cons. Well, I got to buy two more. You know, if, they, if they're smart about it, if it's if they look at it as an upgrade, they won't do that. I don't. I don't think they'll. they'll, but, make it, they'll force you to buy two more Joy Cons. Um, I am. I. It's likely that I would probably pick up. Uh, pick this up. I usually buy the. Um, I usually do buy a couple of the iterations of whatever Nintendo handheld well, hardware. We're still early, so we don't know. I guess we're gonna have to wait until the uh, the specs on this to really see. Yeah. All right, because now we got to do a fucking live action everything. Then uh, live action Sonic. It's going to be a not a live action Super Mario movie, but that makes sense. Not to do it. Live action Mega Man movie mm-hmm. has been announced. Capcom confirms via PC Gamer that a live action Mega Man movie is on the way. The film tentatively tentatively entitled Mega Man. Oh, good. Mega Man, the the, the Dragon Punch Master, will be written. And directed, Why do you keep going back? I to don't Dragon know. Punch. That's a Dragon Punch. Will be written and directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, and is scheduled to be produced by Sheridan Entertainment and Masioka, 
who some of you may remember portrayed Hero in Save the Cheerleader, Save the World Superpower Hero Series Heroes. Okay, I guess that was, yeah, sure. I don't remember that. I remember I don't him. He, he had the Katana Blade. That, that, was, that was a big show for like a year. Um, based on influential and globally beloved, including me, Mega Man franchise, Capcom aims to appeal to a diverse audience, including not only game players, but action movie fans as well. With an adaptation that maintains the world of Mega Man, this concerns me. That while incorporating me. while incorporating the grand production entertainment value that Hollywood movies are known for, <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter is also getting a, a big screen treatment. Yeah, with a tale that tells the story of two heroes who come from different worlds to defeat a shared danger, the powerful, deadly, and magnificent monsters that inhabit the land. There's no yet. <clears throat> there's no release details for either project. All right, Ian. Do you have concerns over this? I do. I fucking do. I have, <laughs> I have concerns. The, the I'm, that, I, I'm, 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 and I'm trying to be unbiased about my semi-hatred for Mega Man. The, my, the, the line that gives me pause is that it wants to appeal to fans of the series, but also action movie fans as a whole. So that to me means that, you know, his gun buster could be a machine gun. No, I'm just thinking like and... I'm thinking like car chases. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and me too. Explosions. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So they're gonna get a child actor to be to be uh, Rock Boy, whatever the hell his name is. Rock Man. Rock Man. He knows a boy. Don't. He's Astro Boy. He's Astro Boy. They ripped off Astro Boy, by the way. I know it's not a big th- secret. No. So it's it's Rock Boy. So they're gonna get a, a, a they're not gonna get a man to be because a, a man as Mega Man looks silly. It looks silly mm-hmm. if you get a man. You can't have the sure you can't does. have John Cena as Mega Man. You can't. You're gonna get some some fifth. Think about that. <laughs> I mean, funny, but you're not gonna have a John Cena Mega Man. <laughs> can't see me waving his Mega Buster. I'm just trying so, to picture him in the tights. So, so, so what are you gonna get? Tom Holland, like someone who can pass as a teenager, and now he's like 20 as Mega Man. No, even that's gonna look silly. So, how are you gonna pull off a live action Mega Man? properly unless he's gonna be cg and everyone else isn't but no you're gonna have the 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 fucking uh, machine monster men bosses be be live action you can't mix it up that much this sounds like a disaster to me i'm sorry yeah it does sounds rough. just do it live action and no one will complain you mean i mean i mean i mean not live action, action. do it non-live action do it cartoon fashion animate it do it cartoon action cartoon action that's a new thing cartoon action <laughs> do it dead action <laughs> Yeah, so it's not, I mean, not everything, I, I just keep thinking, like... Not everything has to be live action. I just keep thinking... The Incredibles uh, was a great movie, and I, the sequel. Yeah, I, I keep thinking um, Power Rangers is what I keep thinking when I think of Mega Man live action. Ooh, but, but that's what teenagers know, and that's based on a property where it was live action. Right. That came off, the movie did terribly, by the way. Yeah, I, I just, but that's what I'm seeing in my head, and that's not good. Just seeing. Let's see what Variety has to say. They, they, they have the skinny. They're the they're they're, they're scooping out off the Hollywood lot. Still. Oh, good. Uh, Variety. Let's skip the ad there for the. Okay. Uh, anything new from this? Distributed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, diverse audience. Uh, the, this is a new. Uh, this is new. Audience. 20th Century. You're gonna like this phrase. You're gonna like this. The new film endeavor is part of Capcom's plans to 
increase the brand value oh. of the Mega Man series. Oh, brand value. You know how you could increase the brand value? By making more Mega Man games, not canceling seven of them they did you know six years ago. But Mega Man 11 came out and was getting pretty good reviews, right? Yep. I'm going to go pick it up today and try it. So Otherwise, I would talk about but it. But that's how you increase the value, by actually bringing out properties, you know, adapting your properties and having value that way. Like That's how you increase the value. Right. By, by bringing value in by having games. Not, not by... Um, putting out live action movies and plus when it's live action that means the budget goes through the roof you can do an anime movie for a lot less than you can do these live action stuff where you have tons of explosions you have Michael Bay directed or whatever uh, you know what I'm saying though like you go Transformers live action it costs a ton of money to do it properly because of the CG elements there's going to be CG elements no matter what in this it's yeah. just that how silly how silly does a, will a live action Mega Man look I mean actually him look to you. Oh, he's going to look ridiculous. I can't picture him looking proper. Because if you actually think about how he looks in the games, he's like a, what, a 14-year-old boy. He's not, he's, not a, he's not in college. He's not college frat mega boy. Mega mega frat boy? No. Fr- mega frat boy, man? <laughs> I'm out of my fucking mind this time. It's better than having a panic attack, though. I'm just out of my mind. Oh. A little loopy on the mega movie movies. about Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> you guys are going to lose all your followers now. <laughs> Um, Piece of shit. <laughs> I like beer. I like beer. I still like beer. Okay. Anyway. So so. Anyway, it's gonna be a silly. This is gonna be a silly movie. It's gonna be a silly movie. There's no way you can budget a movie like this for probably under eighty million dollars, and that would probably be on the cheap to do. You know, all your robot masters to do Mega Boy. Doctor, you know, you have all the cool, all the stages too. You can't have Mega Man running around the streets of LA shooting. People want like the elaborate stages, like a volcano stage. Yeah, and, you're and not all the gonna... obstacle. You want like the treadmill action. It's gonna look like the Droid Factory, the fucking worst part of the prequels, the Droid Factory yes. part in uh, Attack of the Clones. That's gonna be how this movie's gonna look. It's gonna be awful. I'm sorry. It's gonna be. And if I love Mega Man, I would see the same thing. It's, it's gonna, gonna be. It's awful. gonna need so much CG. To make it look decent, that it may as, well, as well just be CG. You might as well done a CG movie. Yeah. How bad if, it will, if they do like Proto Man with his fucking sunglasses and his cape? It's gonna look. Oh, I'm sorry. Unless they really go something totally different, and like I said, they make it John Cena, Mega Man. This is gonna be a weird movie. Yeah. Chances this gets made twenty percent. I think they're definitely gonna do the Super Mario uh, animated one. It's gonna tie into the theme parks. I don't. Think, I don't think it's gonna be happening. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. We're just, or Spielberg and Lucas now on, on the behind the scenes uh, prequel documentary. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. Be great. It's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, it'll be wonderful. Brushing your teeth is so important every day, and with the Quip toothbrush, this Sonic toothbrush with all these Sonic sensitive vibrations, this is gonna be a good way to do it, Ian. So the Quip toothbrush is great. It's gentle. It helps you uh, brush your gums and your teeth. And the truth of the matter is, is a lot of us tend to brush our teeth too hard too rough you don't want to get those bleeding gums it's bad yeah i actually have a tendency to brush my teeth uh too hard a little overzealous well the quip well the quip uh the bristles are very very soft right yes they're soft so you, you get that gentle massage of the gums and with the vibrations you're, you're doing a lot of work there you loosen up that plaque getting in there 
helping prevent that gingivitis that no one wants. The vibrations, massage the gums, help break up the uh, the crud on your teeth and brush it up. It has a built-in two-minute timer. It pulses every 30 seconds to let you know to work around the quadrants of your mouth. Don't forget the left side. The right side is getting too much love. Go to the left now. That's what Quip tells you to do. <laughs> exactly. It's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable brush. Uh, it massages the gums, the mouth. Quip will help you... Uh, Keep your brushes fresh. They'll ref- uh, they'll send you refills with uh, new toothpaste and new brush heads um, every three months. That's the dentist recommended. Yeah, I mean, in the past, I haven't I I use my toothbrush for like two years straight before I get rid of it. That's way too long. So it's a good reminder for them to you know swap it out. Make sure your teeth are healthy. You don't you don't want to go to the dentist and get cavities filled or have to deal with that stuff. There's even this cool little handle that you can double as a travel travel little thing right there. You can take it on the go. So. Quip is backed by over 20,000 dentist professionals. It starts with just 25 bucks. If you go to getquip.com slash podcast, you get your first refill pack for free with your Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash podcast. Get Quip. Get going with your toothbrushing. And we all have had home movies before that we've seen. From our parents, from our grandparents, the old 8mm, you know, the camcorder footage from birthday parties in the late 80s. You go over to your friend's house. My grandmother used to record all of our, like, Christmases and all that. I, I cherish that stuff. My, my dad used to bring out the old slide projector and that Kodak carousel. And I know it's cliche, but he had that. Let's look at the slides. Remember, we used to take, we used to have slides. Yep. What do you do in the modern digital age when you have all that stuff? I find it laying around, and I, I can't, I can't watch it. There's, I, I don't well, have a VHS player hooked up. Well, you know, it's going to help you out. Legacy Box is going to help you out. Legacy Box is a mail-in service. You take your VHSs, your old audio cassettes. I used to, what I used to do, I used to record myself pretending I was like announcing baseball games. I had those tapes laying around. A service like Legacy Box, you throw it all in your box, you slab on uh, some stickers with, uh, with uh, little tracking numbers on there, and you send it, and they digitize it for you. It couldn't be simpler. Because you don't want to save that stuff in 20 years from now. You, you for, it's collecting dust. It goes bad. You want to be able to experience it. You want to be able to throw on your HDMI TV and watch you know, those old clips from the 80s and 90s. And even from the 70s. My, like I said, my dad, his grandparents had like 8mm footage from like the 40s and 50s. And that old media takes up space. It takes up space. You want to get organized. You want to, you want to clear that out. So if you have this laying around, and if you want to, I mean, it's taking up space and you can't enjoy it. And so why not? No one has a VCR anymore. So, so why not? Why not consolidate space? Why not clean up? Why not organize and be able to enjoy this again? Yeah, you experience the joy of when you're, you know, five years old at the birthday party. Maybe that, remember the bowling parties? Yeah, yeah, that guy taking video of that. Maybe that dance recital. Maybe that dance recital. Maybe, 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 maybe on the JV. JV Varsity Basketball Team. I, I was doing so good in JV Basketball. <laughs> Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box to convert their old memories into a new age. Over a decade of experience, all the work is done by hand right in the USA. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started for a limited time. Our listeners get an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash podcast. Save 40% off your first order or save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Again, go to LegacyBox.com slash podcast and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. 
All right, Ian. Uh, we got. We don't usually talk about patent stuff with Nintendo because it doesn't really, really ever affect anything. Or you can file patents for anything. But Ian, what do you think about this Nintendo filing a patent for a Game Boy case compatible with touchscreen devices, according to Nintendo Life? I think it's this. Uh, this is uh, cute. It's a little. It's a little little uh, folio case for your uh, your phone. Well, folio case I mean it wraps around. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So you you put your phone in, and then uh, it looks like it's got a flip cover for it. And it looks like a uh, Game Boy. And I remember, I think it was uh, actually when Pat and I uh, first started talking about the, the when it was rumored, the Game Boy for your phone thing. The Hyperkin, the Hyperkin one. one. First one was April Fool's and they said yeah. coming out. Did they ever and, come out with it? Yeah, they did. They did? I think. I don't think anyone ever bought, bought it. But anyways, um, we talked long. about how it could work and we were talking about how, well, you know, it could contact sensitive between the buttons and the screen and that looks like how uh, this case is uh, would work here the smart boy yes. yeah the patent here shows that uh, on one side of the case the case part the part that you flip over onto the screen uh, it looks like there's a conducive layer a conductive layer and then um, it shows the contact points underneath the buttons so basically you would you sandwich your phone in between this case and the buttons would lay on top of the um, the phone and there'd so, be a cutout hole where you would be able to see the game. So this is something you can you can use as a, as a cover for your phone yes. too. So that's the problem with the smart boy. The smart boy is a, de- a huge clunky ass plastic device. You got to shove it to your phone. So it's actually on the go. Really, you look silly with that. Yes. If this is something where if I'm out on the go, I could check a text and then s- slip on the front and then start playing. If it doesn't look a- out of place, that's a win for me there. So. This, to me, then, that said, this would mean, though, that Nintendo would have to do some sort of offering of ROMs on your mobile device. Right. Exactly. And at least for, well, you can also do NES with two buttons. Mm-hmm. NES and Game Boy you could do uh, with this. That That's a game changer. If Nintendo, because Nintendo in the past never always said we want to devalue our IPs by by doing mobile. That was before this you know change in pace the past couple years, before they decided to do the NES Classic and Super Nintendo, before they decided to do a, a you know to do a Netflix style service with their Switch Online service. Maybe they're thinking, you know what, we're stupid not to do this. We're leaving a lot of money on the table now. So I wondered as I was looking at this, I wondered, and, and honestly, we we may never see anything come of this. Maybe because you, you do a patent doesn't mean you have to do anything with it. Yeah, might, it might be to keep other people from copying the idea too. You can go after them. Um, but instead of doing a Game Boy Mini, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Game Boy Classic, maybe they're thinking about a Game Boy service. Why not sell something to the tens of millions of people, 100 million people that, hundreds of million people that have a, a smartphone, why not sell something to them already? Right. That they can buy for a lot cheaper. And maybe we, maybe we bundle the, the access with, with the case or something. I don't know. I don't know how that would work on iOS. On, on Droid, it would be probably easier on Android phones. Yeah, Android would probably be a lot easier. But, yeah, I mean... But you see what I'm saying, though. Bundle the case with a gift card. I mean, you don't yeah, need oh, the yeah, case. A, a code, a download code. You don't need the case to, to do it. But individual download code, you bundle, because sure. you can do a, a code inside the Apple Store. You can, the yeah. App Store. So that's how you do it. Nintendo, you probably thought of it. I just thought it for you in case you didn't. You know, so that that's one way of doing it. But I think it's slick. It's nice looking. Yeah. You, you you sell this, you could sell something like this for like twenty bucks, twenty five dollars, and you would sell tens of millions of these potentially. Yeah. If, if they actually, if they marketed it, made sure it got into every like Apple store, 
in, in the mall and like every Verizon store and Sprint store for it, like people would buy this. Sure. As 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 a, as a, what do you like to say? It's an impulse buy. Yeah. This would be an ultimate impulse buy. Oh yeah. And and half of the smartphone accessory market are shitty impulse buys. All the bling cases and garbage like that. And those things cost you like twenty bucks when you go to the store. Those aren't cheap. Yeah, I mean this, that stuff. This could, you know, be a bigger impulse than say even an NES classic or a Super Nintendo classic or any of those other classic systems. Because this you could put right next to the other smartphone accessory stuff. Phone yes. cases are expensive to begin with. Yes. They're twenty, thirty bucks. To begin Unless with, you get it from China, like me. But yeah, yes. but I mean, some, of, but the ones that you buy in the mall, yeah, so you know, or, or, or from an from an Apple the, store, the margin's huge on them. Yeah, they're they're expensive. So you put Nintendo makes one like this that looks cute. You don't even think about playing games, but you you go, oh, I like Game Boy, and you look at it, and it comes with games too, and it flips over and covers. I, I mean, I think that's I think that's the model you go for. I don't think it's a model of selling individual ROMs on your phone. I think the model is we're gonna have a service. And maybe we we do updates every month or two with new games. You update the list, or you can it. buy more after the fact. But I mean, people are always asking, uh, like, can you put more on there? This also prevents hacking. I mean, maybe you well, could on the Android. Well, no, I mean, if well, it's no, done so through Android, a, it'll still be hacked. Yeah, but but this will at least the people that would would want this might go for it if it's cheap enough. I think it's gonna be a service. It'll be just like you know, one time buy twenty five bucks, and then we'll give you some Game Boy and NES games. Why not? I don't think they'd do it that cheap. You don't with think? everything else being sixty to. Do they, they do a service like you pay per month? Um, do like five bucks a month after you after you spend like twenty five something like that. I think it might be a one and done, and then buy more as you go. But either way, I think there's something there. There's something that. here. Yeah, because we, because we always were kind of hedging our bets on a Game Boy Classic because of the handheld handhelds being weirder. Yes, and this would be a good way for them to bring it together. You know? Yeah. All right, we're we're, we're we're smart. We're not dumb, like people say. We could do stuff. Hey. Uh, Reggie said earlier this week at the GeekWire Summit, Nintendo is always looking at ways to reinvent itself. Well, there you go. We're in a mini uh, Nintendo renaissance the past couple of years with this stuff, which I'm happy about because we're moving in positive directions for com- consumers want this shit. Make it for them instead of the knockoffs. You right. might as well. You might as well leave money on the table there, Nintendo. God. And I, I don't own your stock that I'm saying this. All right. And speaking of mini Nintendo things, we have a, a modder story. We don't usually talk about these too much, but this was uh, interesting. Oh, yeah. So um, there was a someone stupid, <laughs> stupid. Sorry. That's What's wrong? Me, my computer was just being dumb. The computers don't like you. Either. No. Um, so a modder by the uh, who goes by the name of Shank uh, squeezed a fully functional Wii system into a uh, Altoids tin, um, basically just to see if it could be done. Not, not because they wanted it to be uh, particularly useful or anything like that, uh, but just to see if it could be done. In fact, they've uh, stated numerous times that it's awful, it's a piece of junk, it's garbage, and they just did it. Uh, it's called the Kill Me. Um, that, Cute. That's what they M-I-I named it. Kill yeah, Kill Me. Um, it's literally an Altoid case vertically with a little it has to be like a one inch one and a half inch LCD screen right yep it's, very it's, tiny it's screen tiny. All, ha- all the buttons it has to- it has all the buttons on there that you could possibly need to play um, a Wii game and two and two thumbsticks that look like they were ripped off of a, of a, like a switch or so or the thumbsticks are uh, they're circle pad they're th- yeah. uh, 3DS circle 3DS, pad sliders yeah. um, and it it's not emulation it's it's 
It's actually well, all Wii stuff chopped down in there. There is no drive. It uses a USB loader um, in the bottom. And, uh, yeah, that's it. It, it. it gets enough battery juice to run well, for about 10 minutes. <laughs> you got to charge it for, what, a couple, a few hours? Yep. Uh, for, for 10 minutes. Gets, it's gotta, it gets enough juice for about 10 minutes. Um, it has uh, infrared uh, lights on the side so that you can actually set it up and walk away from it and use a, remo- okay. uh, a Wii remote on it and play Mario it, Sports can if you, you want. Can you power this somehow with like a USB plug in to like a plug? Or that probably would be enough juice probably. I don't believe so. No. That, that would be enough juice. No, like I said, I, I'm pretty sure it's just battery powered. And like I said, it's uh, 10 minutes. You get about 10 minutes of battery life out the of it. The buttons look like little black pegs. They're cute, but they're, they're yeah, so that's, small. That's all they are. It's so small. Yep. So this, uh, he it, said, he said in quotes, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. In, the, in their terms, uh, it's the worst thing ever with a 10-minute battery life and, quote-unquote, awful controls, but there's an element of charm here. <laughs> Shanks says that this portable is not logical, comfortable, or practical. <laughs> yeah. But when you think about how small a Wii is to begin with, I guess once you take out that disk drive, you have to see what's left back there, and I'm guessing it's enough to squeeze it all in there. Yeah, it, it has a be. very trimmed-down Wii motherboard inside. An oh, actual so Wii. He took a, he took a saw, sawzall to that and just <laughs> yeah. went in there. Actual Wii, not an emulation, two-inch screen. Oh, it's two? Okay. Yep. A two-inch screen has been slotted into a wobbly cutout portion of the tin. Oh 3DS buttons and circle pads have been used for the controls, and it even has the option to support Wii remotes via a custom sensor bar. <laughs> Oh my god, Ben Heck, where are you when we need you, buddy? <laughs> it's it's beautiful. I don't know. I'm guessing the tin's probably not good for it to heat up. I'm not sure how well that disperses the heat. Uh, they said it. I, I, they said it. Heat. I, I was reading the original like uh, original the original Twitter thing. And okay. Yeah, it heats up. It heats up badly. So he made it on purpose to be awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was just how I, I think the um I'm, I, without referencing, I was reading the thread, like lava, and it was just. Uh, it was uh, it it was on a, a message border group for um, portable hacks where oh. they all do this sort of thing, and they were just talking about what would be like you know one of the most awful, ridiculous hacks, and you know what can you hack into an Altoids tin, and it led to this person deciding that they were going to uh, try and hack a Wii into an Altoids well, tin, and they sure as hell did. Here God it is. bless you, Shank. <laughs> Thanks for that hack that no one asked for but it's it's wonderful i mean just look at it it's it's, it's kind of cute he's at 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 dixel s-e-e-s-c-i at dixel s-key so we hardware guy portal portabilizer portabilizer electronics enthusiast and a super smash brothers melee player who isn't at this point all right, well, that's interesting. Look it up. We don't usually talk about. It. We we ignore a lot of these because because he went out making it the worst thing ever. We decided to talk about it. How cute it is. It's awesome. Ian, we have a, a scumbag, a scumbag seller, scumbag, seller of, of week, the week, week getting week. sued, 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 sued. All right, so this is com- comes from our friends at Torrent Freak. Uh, originally, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has filed a lawsuit against a California man for selling jailbroken. PS4 consoles filled with pirated games. The man who is accused of copyright infringement and circumventing the PS4's technological protection measures allegedly encouraged people to stop buying games. All right. So this came out a few months ago, a jailbreak version. And then uh, Sony uh, must have got word of this. They must have a team looking for this, and they have a lot of fucking lawyers on retainer. 
so what this was allowed the masses to tinker with the PS4 consoles, which only increased the piracy troubles. So I don't know much about the modern. So I, obviously, we know that they jailbroke the Wii back in the day. Uh, OG Xboxes, 360. I haven't kept up with this, Ian. Maybe you have. No, not really. I don't know if they've jailbroken even the, the PS3 a lot. But here's, oh, yeah, they, they jailbroke the PS3 ages and ages and ages. Here's now. the thing, though. When you fucking start selling it to people, yeah. I think that's when Sony's like, all right, now we got to we got to we got to beat sure. this man down a little bit. <laughs> this isn't just offering the information online. Now you're you're selling these, and now now it's it's bad. So I guess it started with uh, there was a firmware 4.55 that was broken. The new one was jailbroken, um, and after that, people were up and running. Running uh, a, a kernel exploit. There are always kernel exploits uh, that happens here. Okay, so um, this is a uh, defendant's Eric Scales. Using the handle Black Cloak Thirteen to sell <laughs> Black Cloak Thirteen, Shooting had an invisible cloak from Sony Ooh, to sell jailbroken PS4s, preloaded with over sixty pirated games on eBay. So just asking for trouble. Def- this is from the the lawsuit. Defendant is an individual who has marketed, sold, and distributed jailbroken PS4 consoles that contain pirated, unauthorized copies of PS4 compatible video games. And were produced, designed for purposes of, and were marketed by defendant for use in circumventing technological protection measures. The complaint reads: Sony ordered two devices online and found that they were indeed as advertised. <laughs> Boy, I hope someone did that. I hope Nintendo did that with their last Gumbag Cell of the week. Those, those the Retro Pie oh. guy. Oh God, I hope they did that. <laughs> you imagine? I wonder if they have a PO box. I guess that doesn't say Sony. Imagine if, well, imagine if this guy was stupid and say, "Oh, I'm sent, I'm shipping this to Sony." That's what's called evidence. That's what's called yeah. Exhibit A. That you just sent them. The PS4s were modified to run an unnamed exploit, which circumvented the technological protection measures that normally prevent people from playing pirated games. The balls, Ian. The fucking cojones. The great proof. 63 full games plus one. Plus one what? I wish I had the eBay. Uh, wish I had the oh, I wish I had the, the listing here. It's probably been taken down uh, since then. Maybe oh, maybe it's still on here. Uh, let me look that up. Let me look it up while you talk about this, while you ponder about this. I'll, uh, I'll look to see if this is on eBay still. So, yeah, this is just kind of uh, absurd. I, 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 I'm I'm fully uh, in support of um, if you buy it and you want to hack around with it and screw with it, go for it. Um, but then once you start <laughs> putting that back on the market and selling it with uh, you know pirated stuff, yeah, that's going to get you in trouble. I, I wonder where people think this isn't going to get them in trouble. How much of this weird... BS legalese, um, you know, Kool Aid stuff. Do they drink or believe to make them go and do this? Like with the, uh, say, for instance, what we discussed last podcast, where they're like, "No, this is totally legal. It's on the up and up." It's like, do you actually believe that? I mean, or do you want to believe? Or do that? you want to believe that? Yeah. Or are you saying that because y- you think the people buying that need to believe that? Because they're not really yeah. going to be the ones who are getting in into shit. I I, I just it's like it, it's like those those free man on the land people who think they can say a bunch of weird shit and then get away from ever having to pay taxes and stuff like oh, that. Because they're, those they're, sovereign citizen people, yes. yeah. No. I, I do. You, I don't know how they think they can just okay. Well, because I've you know I declare myself free from the government. I could yes. Not. 
No, that's not no. how that works. Because I've done X, Y, and Z, I, it's okay for me to put this PS4 with 60 games up on eBay for sale. No one's going to stop me. I, I, don't, I don't know what world they think they're living in where this isn't going to have some sort of repercussion. So I'm actually looking at it online. They, you can get PS3 jailbroken systems online with 10,000 plus games. Probably older games, I'm guessing. Probably you know, a bunch of you know, em- emulation packages yeah. and stuff like that. I did see another PS4 for sale, though. I can't find this old listing. It's probably... Sony probably said, eBay, get that the fuck down yesterday. Right. Um, you know, so they're out there. The best thing about this guy, though, he also had a website. You see the website mm. visual? Oh, you know, like it. it's going to be 1998. Whereas slapping you in the face, Ian. Scroll down the article. Scroll down. Oh, Scroll stop sh- buying games. What yes. you get is freedom. What you get is freedom. Oh boy! And then there's a skull. It's edgy and, and crossbones and what appears to be like I don't know pirate pistols. It's like, I can't an, tell. It's like an angel fire site. Yeah. Oh, that is good. On the defendant's site, where and, and, and Sony, I think, uh, also said this in their lawsuit. On the defendant's site, where he uses the traditional pirate symbol of a skull and crossbow shown below, the defendant states that purchasing his service or products will enable the purchaser to, to be able to download and copy any game and to stop buying games. In all caps, Sony notes. With its lawsuit, Sony hopes to obtain an injunction order, an, an injunction order uh, to stop the defendant from infringing. So is that website still up? Where's the website? Is that listed on Torrent Freak here? Oh, yes, it is here. Okay. It's a Wix site, which is fantastic. What you get is freedom. Oh, now, oh where is it? Oh, it's right on the bottom. Copy of the full complaint? No, no, the, the, the website. It's, it's still up. Where is the website? That's Don't be it. fooled by imitators, Marty, since 2006. This website, for a modder, this website is fucking awful. It's all the way down. It's right, it's... it's oh, right. website, here we go. Website. Ian, take you back to 1997. Oh, this is the hot stuff. This is the hot stuff. I can't even read it, what it says. What you guys freedom, the ultimate system you already love so much now, you will love it more because you'll be able to download and copy any game and so much more. This Boy. is just insane. Like, it's, a, it's such a mix of stuff. I mean, right at the top, people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Buy a modded PS4. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck? I really wish V for Vendetta was never made a movie because now you have all these assholes that yeah. it's like the cry of anti-government. Yep. And- what you get is freedom. And then we've got, you know, we've got the guy Fox mask in the background. This is this this is a website designed by an 11 year old in 1997. Like that's that's what this website. But hey, is. they've been modding since 2006. Well, there you go. Maybe yeah. they were born in 2006. The the jailbreak process is there, man. This is just like if this isn't a slam dunk from Sony, I don't know what would be. Like I like I don't know. Hmm. All right, but well. but imagine Ian if Nintendo did this. Yeah. If Nintendo actually got off their butt. And went after some of like all, even some of the modders of, of the NES Classic. They're like they can go after any of those guys if they want. To. Imagine if they did it to make an example. They could easily do that. They should do that, in my opinion. People selling that stuff and do, it. but they don't. But here's an example of Sony, do, Sony doing that because first of all, it's modern consoles. It affects their games if you're downloading games and things. Yeah, that's a lot of lost sales. So there you have it, Ian. That's a that's a, a, a pretty much out of luck scumbag seller of the week. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a quick uh, Polymega update. Update. <laughs> because we spoke about it, uh, was it last podcast? One before. Two podcasts ago? Yeah. So their 30 days came and gone. Polymega, again, Ian, is the, used to be the Retroblox modular console where you swap out pieces. Like there's a, 
uh, a PC Engine piece, an NES piece. You swap out modules on this module console. Yes, yes, yeah. Ian, you okay. do that. So, um, cool, cool. <laughs> it, it was costing a lot of money. It was like three hundred dollars. And then plus with the mo- every module, how much was every module? How do I order this thing? Every module has its thorn. <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Uh, the modules are like sixty bucks. Were they sixty? Yeah. So I'm trying to order it. View the bundle. How do I order this? Let me order it. Oh, excuse me. It's four hundred sixty dollars if you got all the modules, all four modules, plus the the CD set, um, and then the controller is twenty five bucks each. Okay, so. This was not an Indiegogo. It was not a Kickstarter. Which some people are like, "What the fuck's going on?" Obviously, there's no prototype. They can't have it on Kickstarter. But not even doing the Indiegogo. I think raised some flags to some people too. So they did. The, so they did the crowdfunding. Yeah, that was odd to me. They did the crowdfunding on the website, and they kept updating like the percentage goals. They barely hit their five hundred thousand dollar minimum goal. I think it was like a day or so before the thirty days was up, or I wasn't tracking it. So they decided to extend their pre-order campaign another thirty days. Now unlocked thirty more days, which is weird. But I guess. They didn't expect to only hit five hundred thousand. So, here's the deal: Ian. they're in trouble. They have right. to be hitting only five hundred thousand dollars. Right. In order to all the R and D to not only do the base model, but to do the four extra systems, let alone their stretch goal ones of doing, they had all the weird stretch goals they're never going to hit. Yeah, the ones uh, that like you could see in the all the R and D, all the tooling they have to do, besides making the prototypes for all these individual consoles and getting them made. I don't know. And this is me. I'm not saying for certain. I don't know if this is a feasible uh, enterprise anymore, being that they have not gone beyond their minimum. And it looks like the interest has, has sizzle, sizzled out at this point. Right. And, and, and this is a danger now because, because if this goes, like you said, six months later, you can no longer do chargebacks. What do you do if this money's gone now people not saying they're not going to give people their money back I'm not saying that at all they, they can very well give people their money back but now there's less structure in place for that to happen easily right because now these are all individual sales versus an Indiegogo looking into it or a Kickstarter who wouldn't have allowed this because there's no prototype for all this stuff see so now you're now you're in a messy area when it comes to this stuff and, and now now it's not just whoa it's cool we're getting a new console now people's money is in jeopardy I'm not even talking about the original investors or the people behind the project that put years of their lives into this, and they never recoup that. Now you have the consumer that potentially is out of luck, and that's what, why we talk about this stuff. Right. I'm not saying they can't turn this around, but from my estimates, how this stuff is made, the cost behind this stuff, ah, it's trouble. It's trouble coming unless they could really beef this up. Well, it, it doesn't look great for an install base number either because no. that's not because that money raised is not. Because it's a modular system, it's not just for a base system that people are buying. A lot of those people, a lot They're of that money in the, in, in is the system and then, the and then controllers yeah. and then the modules. So it's not, there's no easy way to divide that out and see how many people have actually bought it. It could be less no. people buying more. And I think the transparency is what people would need because if I'm a potential buyer into the Polymega ecosystem. I would want to see how many people just got the base unit versus wanted all the uh, all the other module add-ons, or maybe someone just wanted one add-on, not the rest, because that's the feasibility of this being an enterprise. Because I highly doubt many people would be into this for for what was it three hundred dollars, knowing that okay, I may never get the other modules. I just get the base unit. Then again, that's how I think they should have went about it originally, but at a much lower price, selling just the individual the individual unit, and then seeing if that was success before 
trying to do too much at once, but trying trying to walk before you crawl, right? Basically, I think that's that's a business version of that right here. We're saying we're going to do the world, even though we don't know there's an install base for it. I think that was a bad approach. Sure. Because now you're offering all this stuff that people may never see. And maybe they do the individual base unit, but maybe they cancel the Super Nintendo one, or maybe they cancel, you know, maybe there's no one that wants the PC Engine one. And so they have to cancel, you know what I mean? There's just, now there's too many variables in play now. Yeah. Versus them taking a huge bath, coming out with all of it and hoping that people sign on for the ecosystem when there's not enough people. It's a mess. This is going to be a mess. I don't think it's, it's going to, I think it's going to get potentially worse, unfortunately. Uh, from here. Yeah, it's two fifty for the base unit. Down from two eighty. Did they drop that price again or is that how it was always dropped? Two fifty, the bundle's six hundred dollars. Uh the bundle deluxe deluxe is four sixty. Oh, the ultimate bundle. What's the difference between the ultimate probably has all the controllers? Uh for, for six hundred dollars. That's Neo Geo, you know, nineteen ninety uh two prices. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that for the for the, the ultimate one. You get for six hundred dollars. You save you save ten percent off the regular price, the retail price. You get all uh, four bundles, the base unit, and the four controllers and the pro controller. Uh, so you get that's that's what you get for that. That's a lot. That's a big ask. Yeah, that's a big that ask. Is, especially if it's like uh, a, a pre order. I, I would think. I don't know. You, but you can't go cheaper though. When you have like five of these, the module thing is, is it's like I say it's interesting. But now when you talk about production costs and R and D and tooling and prototyping. That's that's big. That's not. That's a big. That's a big thing. It's, it's a big thing. It's a very big thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm talking like an idiot, but it's a big thing. Very big thing. I'm also hungry. Intermittent fasting. So there you go. So and the other thing is that you would hope they're being honest about about the. But I don't know. Who knows? I'm just I'm just speculating. What if they just didn't hit the five hundred thousand, but it had to say we hit it just to make sure the project keeps going? Because what if they hit four ninety or four eighty five? Well, they say they're gonna drop it. Yeah. Not do it. What were their plans if they didn't hit it? We don't know. There's no been no transparency about this. I don't, there's no prototypes that we know that we've seen like it all together working. Like this is what you're going to get. You know, we don't see that. So, so especially with the modules. So, all right, that that's all. It's a quick update. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, not depressing. I don't know. It's, it's, you don't you don't want people to to throw in money and, and have an awful business plan, but sometimes that happens. You know. What about Toys R Us? Do you care? I don't care. We don't care about Toys R Us right now. We're going to see what's going to happen. Basically, with Toys R Us, they might bring it back in some weird capacity. But now they're fucking planning shit, and the employees are pissed off. It, it, the whole thing's fucking weird. Toys R Us tweeted, "Guess who's back? He's been traveling across the globe for the past few months, but now Jeffrey's back and wants to get ready to set set to set play free for children of all ages." What does that mean? Share some of your memories and get ready to make a whole new lot of ones. So they're trying to reboot this in some fucking way. But there's workers waiting for severance, and there's no jobs, and it's just fucking the whole. It sucks when this stuff happens. Yeah, there's no winners at all. No, nope. oh, just losers, including us. That's all about Toys R Us. So we'll see. We, we we don't need a whole fucking topic about that. This is why. This is why you you know you can just download this and listen to this anyway. All right, we got a new study in claiming claims that violent, violent video games cause increased aggression in the youths. Utes. Now remember, there's always causation versus correlation, and a study worth its worth its balls will never say causes; they'll say there's a correlation, right? All right, this is a fucking thing. Okay, this is new analysis claims to confirm that violent games is to have a direct causal link to physical aggression. I got to read this now. The study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences claimed more than seventeen thousand 
Uh, the study it studied more than seventeen thousand adolescents from age nine to nineteen. So that's a very good big population. Yeah. Size. So I like that for seven years, between two thousand ten and two thousand seventeen, it concluded that playing video games does lead to increased physical aggression over time. All right. Meta analysis studied reviewed twenty four studies from multiple countries, including the USA, Canada, Germany, and Japan. Okay, it's a meta study. All right. Yeah. Jay Hole, lead author of the study, said the impact was relatively small. But statistically reliable. His own study, prior study, found that playing video games roughly doubles the risk of being sent to the principal's office for fighting, and it was included in the meta-analysis. A lot of people asked, "Do these games really cause these kids to behave aggressively?" I would say that that it is one possibility. The other possibility that it's a really bad sign if your kids are playing these games. Either these games are having a warping effect on right and wrong, or they have a warped sense of right or wrong, and that's why they are attracted to these games. Either way, you should be concerned about it. So again, it's correlation, not causation. So, yes. So this not, article, this article is, is actually taking it out of context because a real study will say there's a correlation, not a causation. causation. And he's saying that. So shame on you, Gamespot, for not for saying causation. You're not knowing the difference between causation and correlation. correlation. Take a statistical class. All right. So uh, of course uh, the E3 and Entertainment Software Association, people that do E3, they rejected the findings. Of course, they're going to say that. So again. It's chicken or the egg. If I'm a kid and I like violence, I have a uh, predilection to violence, will I play violent video games? Probably. Yes. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be more attracted to Mortal Kombat versus Flappy Bird. Yeah. But the question still remains, though, if I'm not predisposed to violent thoughts or aggressive thoughts, if I play them more, will I be modeling myself potentially after the behavior I see or at least the attitude? That's a question that still we have to ask. You know, it's tough because how do you how do you now we're now we're getting into statistics and we're getting into you know survey methods and things like how are you going to do a a direct placebo effect? How are you going to do a pool of kids that don't do it versus introducing it? It's going to be almost impossible, I think, to really do this over time. Yeah, it's going to be incredibly hard to let's get kids that we know don't have a predisposition to violence or aggressive behavior. Let's introduce violent video games to them right and then see what happens first of all that's unethical to do that yeah so it's going to be hard to do that yeah you can't exactly be like let's introduce violence (laughs) let's introduce let's have kids watch violent movies and see if they become violent let's scare the fuck out of kids right it's kind of hard to get a sign off on that and have that be an ethical study it's kind of hard you can't just do any study you want anymore you have to there's ethics in, in doing these these studies so this is going to be tough. And I'm not saying... I'm, I'm not going on in one side. I, there, there, there could be. Maybe you have a, a mild-mannered kid that s- starts playing it, and maybe he feels it in himself. But over an entire population pool, it may not be st- statistically significant. Right. Of course it could happen to some kids. Absolutely. Kids can be influenced by anything. I don't think anyone's denying that. But saying by and large, large. That's, that's another argument entirely to make. So a meta-study is nice, and it gets at it, but even the guy behind us says it doesn't doesn't mean it's causation. So it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's too tough to explain. It's too tough to determine without well, basically doing what we had discussed, which is unethical, to actually determine whether or not these children are just choosing violent video games because it's their nature. Sure. It's tough. And then we look at violence in other countries, and, and violent video games are played the world over. But doesn't mean that there's there's not a lot of you know uh, massive shootings in other countries. We still lead the way, even though the same games are available everywhere. They're available in Europe. They're available in Asia. You know what I mean? So right. 
it's not just it's it's not just the games. There's other things involved, I think. Uh, it, it, and again, you can't introduce. I'm trying to think of a way you get little Johnny, and little Sally to start playing Mortal Kombat, seeing to just stumble upon, yeah, it. just seeing decapitations <laughs> and spines ripped Naturally. out, and then see if that has an effect on you. Can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, so there's going to, always going to be a, dis, a dispute. Uh, let's see. The American Psychological Association Task Force found in 2015 that violent video games increased aggression, but didn't have enough evidence to conclude that it caused an increase in criminal violence. So aggression, violence are two different things. If you're more aggressive, you're probably more likely to be criminally violent. It doesn't mean you will be. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. The study suggests that the increase in violent behavior may be relegated to schoolyard fights without necessarily then going on to cause an increase in criminal behaviors. It, we never solve this. It, it's like the, the licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop. The world may never know. I counted once. You counted once? What was it? Yeah, it was like 300 something. Did you really do that? Yeah. You're that insane that you actually did that? Mm-hmm. Now, but I mean, were, were those licks different. all the way around or just on one side? Right. And that's what screwed me up. I started, like, I was trying to do it all the way around and then I did, you know, I, I, and then I decided I was never going to fucking do it again. And that Al's got a fucking beak on him to crack that sucker open too. Right. And that's He's what not I using teeth. I mean, because I can just crack down on him pretty easily so I just kind of did it until I was like eh, right, that's Tootsie Roll how how and how crestfallen was that child after that owl stole his Tootsie Roll pop and ate it one two oh, three three I'm a criminal that kid <laughs> talk about increased aggression that kid could have become a fucking school shooter after that incident or at least an owl shooter I would say that kid was gonna cry. That commercial, I, we saw that commercial every day when we were children. Yeah, we I did. did. They played that commercial for like a good eight, nine years from like the mid '80s or early '80s to like the early '90s. They played that commercial. It's not longer. Yeah, that commercial fucked me up more than violent video games. That's what that happened. Fucking stupid ass Al, his dumb ass hat, sucker thief, sucker thief. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else to say, Ian? No. Right off the goddamn rails with this podcast. I love these sort of podcasts. I'm starving. We're starting intermittent fasting. Hey, Pat. Yeah, Ian. What would it look like if we all listened more? Listening to audiobooks can motivate us, inspire us, and even bring us closer together. There's no better place to listen than Audible, because now Audible members get even more. You can get fitness programs? Did you know you could listen to a fitness program? No. That would be interesting, because you can work out and listen to it without having to yeah, read it just from get a book. One, just get one and go work out. Yeah. Um, they've got audiobooks, audio, audible originals, and more. Um, they've got the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now with audible originals, the selection has gotten even more custom. So, so oh. what happens is, is, each month now, you can get a credit with Audible. You get a credit to pick your own book, but you get a selection from six Audible Originals, and you can pick two of those each month as well as part of your membership. Um, what I'm listening to right now is uh, it's uh, Basketball, a love story. It's uh, actually a, it's a 16-hour collection of uh, various interviews um, with a bunch of people about uh, you know about basketball. It's incredibly. I'm pre- thinking yeah, it would be about no basketball. Shit. It's incredibly <laughs> comprehensive, uh, but it's a it's a great. Um, I, I, I I chose it because it's a it's an excellent um, example of what you can do in the audiobook form. It wouldn't exactly work in the. Uh, in a normal book form, it's uh, it's an ESPN project. They have so. a bunch of. I, I've been watching, uh, you know, some uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, uh, the new series, and I, I went on uh, Audible, and they had all the, all the uh, Tom Clancy books. You can you can like some of all fears and Hunt for Red October and uh, and Rainbow Six, so you can listen to all those suspenseful uh, Tom Clancy 
a novel that I, yeah. I, I've enjoyed in the past in, in, in written form, but now you can listen to them. So those books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. If you don't like the book, you can exchange it, no questions asked. If you want to start a 30-day trial, your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash CU podcast or text CU podcast to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D, I-B-L-E dot com slash C-U podcast or text C-U podcast to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. Flex Pro Meals. Oh, boy, those Flex Pro Meals. Proudly partnering with them. They're a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. I had a game day chili yesterday, Ian. Oh, mud on. Yes, yeah. good stuff. I've had chicken Alfredo. The turkey burgers with the sweet potatoes. I should stop talking because I'm starving right now. So the the beautiful thing about Flex Pro Meals is they're looking out for uh, they they want to help you stay healthy. And uh, whether you're looking to um, eat a lot of protein and and gain that lean muscle mass, or you're just looking to watch your fat intake yeah. and your carb intake, um, they've got you know meals for you ranging from uh, steak and potatoes, uh, you know. Uh, salmon and jasmine rice all oh, yeah. the way up to high protein meals like a game day chili or a bacon oh. cheeseburger gnocchi that salmon's um, got a lot of protein in yeah it does i'm just saying you know there's that you got stuff at well basically everything has, has, a, has a shitload yeah. of protein the good thing about what i like about the flex pro meals is that they list the calories the fat the carbs and protein right on the label so you can say you know what maybe i need more protein right now maybe i need less calories you know, you can decide as you go, and you can choose whatever meals you want. When you order from Flex Pro Meals, you can do plans. Uh, I think as small as five meals, um, certainly as small as seven meals, up to twenty-one meals, I believe, on your order. Yeah, you can you can plan for maybe one meal a day, two meals a day, three meals a day. They even have protein snacks you can get. Yep, good stuff. I'm starving right now, so I'm going to tell you right now. You should go to flexpromeals.com. You can get twenty percent off your first order when you use code CU Podcast. And each meal as you go to order, it breaks it down into those important categories. Your protein, your carbs, your fat, and your calories. Right there. Very right easy there. for you to see. And there's new meals every week. Again, go to flexpromeals.com. Use code CUPODCAST and get 20% off your first order. Damn, I'm hungry. Yum. These days, Ian, everything's on demand, including the good old CU podcast. Listen to Pat and Ian wherever you, whenever you want. Did you know also, Ian, you can get stamps and postage on demand you can with stamps.com yes with stamps.com you get access to all the amazing services of the post office right from your desk 24 hours a day seven days a week when it's convenient for you you buy and print official u.s postage for any letter any package using your computer and printer i've done it for years for dvds sega cd systems wristbands uh see podcast pins i've done it all in with stamps.com in the past i have you just wow. click you click, you print, you mail, and you're done. Oh, boy. You're done. That's it. Couldn't be easier. You can even, you can even schedule <laughs> a pickup of your stamps.com uh, letters and packages. Right now. Right now, Ian. Okay. This moment. You can use the code CU Podcast for this special offer, which is up to $55. Oh, goody. In free postage. A digital scale and a four-week trial before you do anything else. Wild. Go to stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top on the homepage, and you type in CU Podcast. That's stamps.com. Enter code CU Podcast. Get postaging. It's not a verb, but get going today with that. Postage Palooza! We want to talk about, uh, we want to talk about 
Pornhub MMO. We give a shit. No, nope. want to talk about Fortnite action figures dropping this fall? Not really. We have enough topics for this podcast. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> we don't give a shit. This podcast. Uh, Patreon poll Q and A. Ian, who won? How, Ian, how do you access the CU Podcast? Patreon? You go to patreon.com slash CU Podcast. It's not funny where Ian knows how to do it. Yep. It's not funny. I learned. I practiced. You practice. All right. Well, we had this was like this was the closest one ever, by the way. Mm. In third place. So you pick a, you can pick the topic on the Patreon. Yeah, you do that. Once a week. Ian has his or Ian has his writings. He'll be writing later, maybe. Uh, we have a two-way tie at, at second. Two two people get the silver. Never happened before ever. Uh, is there an immaturity attached with young adults who become wealthy solely off of social media? 31%, also 31%. If you could do a one-room mini arcade, what handful of games and pinball machines would go in it? Still 31%. Wow, we must have picked. This is the best ever. 39%. And this was Ian's suggestion. Questionable content appearing on Nintendo's eShop. Take it away, Ian. This was I, yours. I just wanted to point out because it, it, it was weird to me the other night when I was on uh, the the eShop and I bought it. Of course, I bought it. It's mahjong. Um, but uh, you know how people were kind of going crazy, you know, about they're like, "Boy, howdy, Night Trap is on Nintendo now. How far we've come." So, so you always say that. How far we've come? Really? Well, I mean, just how you know interesting it is because it's a low day in nintendo land well i mean it was unique for night trap to be on nintendo well they famously said it'll never be be on a nintendo console um you know nintendo's always been seen as like a a, you know a fairly family-friendly company and all of a sudden on the eShop, it's just it's strange you start seeing stuff on there that i never thought i'd see before oh my god Ian, you're hitting my constantly sorry oh anyways so it's not that i'm i'm riled up i just thought it's interesting to see the things that have been sliding onto the uh the e-shop lately what's like, on there well there's been some like um where's my switch i should have my switch in my hand for this topic the uh the um there's been some things that just slide on there from like japanese publishers one some that i don't even know uh they have like uh they look like um dating or conversational simulators like that one that got pulled off of no uh, the no no, no 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 nothing that weird this the, this one is like uh it's like one woman specific. I, they, they're all in Japanese, but you get them on the English eShop. And uh, it was like a, a woman all clad in leather and vinyl. Uh, very Lots of cleavage. It's on there somewhere still. And it's it looks like it's just a conversational simulator where you can say different things. And she just like changes her positions and things like that. Like as she's talking you try to Try to get the clothes off? Is that what we're talking no, about? No, I mean, you can't get the clothes off necessarily because it's just... You know, it's just it's it's the eShop. It's an anime. Uh, it's not anime. It's a real woman. Oh, it's a real woman. Yeah, it's a real woman. There's two of them with real women. It's like those those strip poker games from like the late '90s <clears throat> or mid '90s where they just were still images. And yeah, we're gonna get there. Uh-oh. So oh, I'll buy a strip poker game. I just love strip poker. Then they put Sunner and Kagura reflections on there. Now Sunner and Kagura is a uh, busty ninja uh, beat 'em up game. Now that's been on the 3DS, and you know that's a long running series. Now it's on the PS4 as well. Um, but they did one for the uh, Switch called Reflections, and it was released like over a year ago in Japan, and uh, it's entirely based on massage. <laughs> and all it's you a massage game. It's a massage game, and all you do is you use the um, sensual massage. You use the uh, um, Joy Cons, and 
it's like a 3D, it's like the 3D vibration, like, uh, it's like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, showcase. And it shows, like, how all the different things work. Like, it, you use, like, rollers with nubs and, like, different things like that. And it, basically, you just massage the girl and... A real woman or animated? Animated. Okay. And you poke her and, um, yeah, she squeaks and does things like that until you fill up meters. So this isn't exactly, like, virtual Valerie stuff. No. But it's one step below where but you're yeah. still touching. And right. And it's, that, it's PG-13. But it it's, is, but it actually got a U.S. It's, release. It's pervy. And then two weeks later, just the other night, I realized that they released... Um, someone actually pointed out to me on Twitter that it was coming out. You're falling off screen a little bit. You can come over. Someone pointed out on Twitter see, that it was those, coming out. I want to see those baby blues. Um, it's called Hot Gimmick Cosplay Mahjong. Right up your alley. That's the name. I own that on PlayStation 2. So this is a PlayStation 2 game that randomly got ported to the Switch. It is a strip Mahjong title that was in the arcade. Strip. Totally strip. Okay. Well, strip style Mahjong. I mean, you don't see boob and shit like that. But it's... uh, There's um, spanking... (laughs) in it <laughs> and other stuff like that so what i'm getting at is uh the e-shop seems to be kind of a lawless no man's land at the moment i actually found a reddit thread that said the e-shop really needs a review system yeah because not just the, the i guess of that things but there's no anything's coming on there. there's they like no quality anything. control they went from from well on the wii i guess there was some indie games but not a huge amount then they got better with the Wii U, right? And now they don't give a shit. There is uh, one game that's particularly famous, and it has nothing to do with, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, sexual content or anything like that. But it's like, um, oh, what's it called? Everyone did a review of it back then. I have it, too. It's like some, um, like, Star Cycle game or something like that. It's basically unplayable. So, uh, yeah, I, it's like no one in at Nintendo of America is There's paying a- attention to this stuff. They figure like at all, hands free. So they're letting anyone just publish games. Yeah. So it, it's just it's interesting because you know stuff like Center and Kagura Reflections, which you know whatever. I mean, five year old could go on there and download it, and you know, arguably be seeing something that's weirder than what you would normally find sexual content wise than uh, you know like easily on a PlayStation 4 or something like that but there's no nudity though it's, no it's no not... it's just it's, 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 it's odd for Nintendo and I guess really it's more of a commentary on like just how strange the eShop is to see all of this stuff on there and uh, to see what people are releasing um, especially like I said that that release of the, the hot gimmick um, cosplay mahjong it, it's just it's it's bizarre, and I honestly wonder if anyone even paid attention to what they were releasing. I mean, I'm trying to find which I had my switch on. I wouldn't know. This, this is not a this is not a, a topic to say I'm pro or against. You're it's just, just a, it's there and it's weird. Yeah, it's I, weird I, I have no idea why. It's, all, it's very because strange because most of these games you can find probably on Steam or on some other console, but the fact that it's on switch you're not used to it no it's it's very bizarre you're not used to little debbie being able to to download besides having good snack cakes being able to download uh <laughs> dating sims or massage simulators so massage like, simulators or you know the ability to win a game of mahjong and then you know spank someone's butt out of their pants but they're all rated these games right like t for teen and actually mature. let me see let me see if... give me a name i want to look it up uh tyson 
Uh, no, it's not Tizen in the U.S. Let's just look up Hot Gimmick. Hot Gimmick? Not Mr. Hot gimmick? gimmick Switch. Cosplay. Hot Gimmick Cosplay Jong. T for Teen. That's... All right, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's no nudity. If there's no nudity, it'll be T for Teen. It'll, it'll be mature if there's nudity. It'll be adults only if it's sex. That's basically how it goes. There is a... There's a Jong fight mode, the blood, sweat, and tears story of two men who continue to fighting forever. This is even proofread on Nintendo's site. They're oh, not even no. doing that. The translation is miserable, too, in the This game. is on Nintendo's website. This yeah. is on Nintendo's website. Yep. It's bad. Select, you select a girl opponent. She, she's like, of course, there's a schoolgirl one. There has to be, a, and there's like a teacher one. There has to be a teacher one. The uh, blonde one, like when you pick her, the uh, the like uh, the translation, which I've never seen before, is like this is an evil woman she is an insult to japan she, she is american or something really? like that yeah it's like wow okay there's this some, is sometimes there's some creepy stuff that comes out of this stuff yeah make her pay <laughs> yeah it you know, was like, very God. weird make her cry everyone has an invisible anguish of heart and your mission is to save their soul okay then through mahjong and scantily clad women okay all right whatever floats your boat that's fine. You're right. You're right. It's weird to see that in Nintendo console. That would never happen before. Nope. Sure. All right. Let's. We got. Uh. We got some uh, Q and A on the CU podcast. This is from at uh, Solar Fenrir. There's an apparently a controversy over Castlevania Requiem using the PSP version of Symphony of the Night, which has the fixed and retranslated dialogue. I don't know about this at all. Okay. So basically, it's going to be using. Uh, I believe the trend, the retranslated dialogue for the intro of Symphony of the Night from the PSP version, um, which changes the intro where uh, Richter and uh, Mike Richter, Dracula are talking, and um, sort of the you know the famous line comes in, you know, what is a man a miserable pile of secrets, uh, where all the memes and whatnot and all the jokes have come from, and uh, there are people literally saying that they are not going to buy it because it changes this dialogue uh you know because it ruins the jokes and the memes and really yes yes because people are that oh fucking die with this meme culture just fucking yeah meme culture is poison it's awful and it's uh, so fucking child i mean most of the people who are saying this weren't alive and playing this game when it originally came out we're gonna start talking in memes now the way some way people talk in fucking text shorthand yeah now is that what's gonna happen yes it's 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 ridiculous. I'm, if I'm shouting at Cloud, I don't fucking care. I'm drawing the line somewhere. I drew the line with Pauly D last time. I'm drawing a line now with, with meme culture. Fucking Pauly D. Jesus Christ. Can, Did he do something else? No, I'm just saying. I'm going to fight him. That was the worst thing. Okay. I mean, it's I'm awful, sure. right? I mean, selling out your entire... You're selling out your fucking people? Your country? That's no, he's not, he's not my people. Sucking so, weird-ass subculture. <laughs> fuck you. Fucking That's, shooting cannoli no, cream into people's no, mouths? No, fucking... I'm not thinking about Pauly D. <laughs> Fucking Mario! I always thought that the situation would have been the worst out of that crew. It sounds like he's actually the better one versus Pauly D. The nice one, what's a nice one? Vinny's the nice one. The, the least of the, uh, you know, Vinny's like sort of like not 
totally balls in on the fucking spray tan and uh-huh. fucking cannoli cream. All right, what are we talking about? Uh, anyways, you, pe- you wanted people, this. people upset about you know uh, them changing. Is there an article about this, or is just people just whining on Twitter? Yeah, people just whining all well, over Twitter. There was an matter. article. Yeah, totally, there was an people, article about people, it too. People don't matter. There, there, there was an article. Let as well. people whine into the void somewhere about shit. Anyways, so that's the stance. People who say they're really not going to buy the game because of this, they can they can. Where's this article? I'm trying to find an article about this. Uh, I don't know. Meme. So there's a meme people made about. I've heard. I've seen about. Uh, yeah, that line. Is, what is it? That line is being changed. I, you think they're, they're that doing whole it, intro is being? Are changed. they doing it? You think because of the, of the meme stuff no. or because they think it's no, awful? just a retranslation. Okay, just and they did that retranslation a few years ago. Like all your base are belong to us. If they retranslate, people would be pissed off. Yeah, but they did this retranslation a while ago, and now there are people who are actually up in arms over it because you know how how dare they spoil my fun. Yeah. How dare they spoil my jokey good times? Can you get a fucking hobby? How do, how Can about you, you just to... how about you just play the fucking video games you swear to talk about and love so much you... instead of worrying about the fucking intro? Because you... after the first five minutes, it's the same goddamn video game. Can you do something enjoyable and relaxing? Watch forensic files or something. Go go, go to go to take the... a load off to the sweet dulcet sounds of murder. Go 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 to go to a Chinese no, buffet. Everyone, everyone loves get some teriyaki forensic files. Now are you all starving in right now? I am ferociously starving. I need to get home and eat. The intermittent fasting is really catching up to me. Like I've been better with it lately, but I've also been eating more, and I think my body's been hungering for more protein. You know, go to flexpromeals.com. Go to flexpromeals.com. Save 20% with code CU Podcast. I'll say it again. You can Great do service. it in your Mac Weldons. You can do it in your Mac Weldons. All right. All right. What's next here? This is, you're going to ask this one. Yeah, I'm finding it. What the fuck? Uh, dude, my head hurts. It's my tummy. Uh, Pat asks. Jesus Christ, Ian. Ian asks, did you see that limited run games released an NES game? It's a standalone version of Golf from Golf Story, and it was limited to 1,500 copies. Has an extraverse mode as well. What oh. are your thoughts on a game like this being released this day and age? Um, obviously, there's a market for it because it sold out in two minutes. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my birdies tell me. So... Um, this is an interesting... I mean, Limited Run has been doing... this The third year anniversary of Limited Run coming up. It's only been three years, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. They've grown leaps and bounds. They have tons of releases every month now. So, Golf Story, which I still... Can I get a physical physical copy of that still? Or is that... I believe so. I believe it's... Is that on their website? I believe it's up for pre-order until this Friday. I hope Thanks so. Thanks for telling me. I, I, I need to get it. Yes, because uh, I yeah. want to play Golf Story because I like golf games. I like golf games going back to the EA... You know, ones in the PC ones. I used to play those freaking games. I like golf games. So I meant to so, pick it up. So, I so hope golf you got story it is, is, is a, there's a story mode, right? It's like RPG elements. It's cute. You walk around. So, so Ian likes golf story. Yes, you can still pre-order it. So they did a they did an NES style golf game, mini game inside of Golf Story. Yes, called Golf, right? Yes. So it was poured over into an actual NES game, and Limited Run decided to do a uh, limited. Making up for past ones. All right. Limited Run decided decided to release this. They did fifteen hundred copies. They did a uh, thousand fifty were green and four hundred fifty were golf ball white. They got a box. I'm not sure if there's is there a manual or just a game. Uh, either way, they sold out incredibly, incredibly quickly. They sold these out, and people were pissed. Here's the deal, though. In in the pantheon of NES homebrew games or any game made after '95. As far as I know, none, none have been even close to the success of this. 
going back to like Battle Kid and like the Haunted games, none have sold this amount, at least this quickly. So I, I'm going to stick up for Linden Runs. There's no way they could have known that this would have sold as well. Now, if they came to me and asked, could we have made more? I probably would have said, you probably could have sold more. But from their perspective, they probably were hedging their bets a bit on these. So they probably could have easily sold 3,000 or 4,000 of these. The problem is, though, when companies like IM8Bit shit the bed with their Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X re-releases and don't sell as well as you think, it's hard to gauge these markets, at least to me. So I think there though is a market, though, in these games where I don't think the market's totally there now in these new games, like making a new NES game, there's not a huge market there. Because, like, who cares? It's a new random-ass game you made. Those games have never sold well. The most of those games usually sell, besides the Haunted games, which, which have sold more to the other ones because they go to conventions and people know about them, their quality. Right. Most of the homebrews don't sell more than a couple hundred, a few hundred. They don't. They just don't. There's no market there. Right. This throws Depends. a market of a new modern game that's on the Switch. People like it. So this could potentially sell better, but you can't put the full game, so you crunch down a limited, limited version of it. So I think this is going to be a new market that emerges where you have a new release and you do some sort of demake or bastardized version or something that ties into the, the, the modern game into like a Super Nintendo game or a Genesis game or an NES game and that'll probably sell well in the future. Because now it's not just a playable game, it's now tied to this game that's super popular so there's a built-in audience. Boom. That Really? Is that it? I monologue. You're not going to add anything to that. I uh, know. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I think it's excellent. That they did it. They definitely could have sold three thousand. I think most things limited run can probably at this point be guaranteed to. Um, oh, there was a manual in here in dust sleeve. They did a dust sleeve, which is adorable. I, I think most. I, I want to say most things limited run. You can pretty much guarantee would sell um, out that quick, especially something like Golf Story. But you can't. I understand why they did it at one thousand five hundred. You can't take that risk. You can't. You, you can't, can't take that risk. Now, could they do another print run? They probably could. They could, they but to. I don't think that's really in the nature. That's on, that's on their business model. No, that's that. not. And I mean... Programmed by Thomas Gwynn of Spoonie Bard Productions and the cards for shells and boards are from Infinite NES Lives. So they'll be good. They'll, it'll be a good quality cartridge. Um, yeah, so no, I can't blame them and I, I don't... I don't it, it sucks if you couldn't get one, but I don't blame them for not doing more than that. This is how they do their business i like the fact that with all of the switch games you get a two-week pre-order anyone who wants the actual game you get it with something as cool as this they can't take the risk on it you got the chance it's well, great they, that it sold as fast as it did they do have that built-in scalper and collector market so you know they run, they run the risk of that if it's not uh, limited those people won't buy it potentially well it you never know. I mean, every yeah. limit, every limited run release. <laughs> God damn it! Well, I knew that. Like, for example, the that the night trap one was going to do gangbusters. Like, that was a no brainer. Well, everyone did. Yeah. Um, but not every release sells out. Sure. I think some people think that every release they sells don't. out. Not every release sells out. Even ones that you know, some people might. I mean, arm, armchair. People like us might be like, oh, that one's easily going to sell it. It doesn't always. So they have to... Um, hedge their bets. They have to hedge their bets. And it's a shame. Uh, I, I don't need one of those, but hell, could I, I have gotten one? one? I would have taken one. A two-player versus mode? That'd be cool for, for golf. But uh, I'm just happy that, at the very wow. least, I can get the physical copies of Switch games with a pre-order. Yeah, I, I want to get... If this That's, is still available, it is. I, I will it is. Get, I just okay. checked. Okay. Anyways, so maybe there's a couple extra copies, overrun copies laying around that 
Listen to you beg on the podcast. Maybe. Jesus Christ. I did see the problem with this stuff is that I don't I don't keep track of a lot of stuff. So a lot of times it's like, oh, it's for sale and it's done. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Anyways, it is one of the cooler um, right. special All right. editions. I'm looking forward to limited run doing future versions of these potentially. We'll see what's down the pipe. Okay. So um is that it? Yeah. We did two Q and A's. Yep. That's really it. That's it's a short ass podcast. That's it. <laughs> we were, this was a have to go hour, an hour twenty podcast. I guess. Oh, we should do one more. We should do one more. I can talk about the rest, what, rest of what I got going on for my day. And what do you have going on the rest of your day? This will make, make it to YouTube. What's been going on, Ian? Well, the rest of my day, I mean, you can talk about what you got going on for the rest of your day, too. I mean, why not? Editing. So today, uh, I'm going to go home. Um, I'm going to finish cleaning up my uh, instruments, my synthesizers. Started cleaning those yesterday. Boy, I got to tell you, it's really a pain in the ass to clean those things. Uh, lots of knobs and doohickeys. Lots of ins, lots of outs. Lots, there is, there's a lot of ins and a lot of outs on uh, synthesizers. You, you, you use like those keyboard vacuum cleaners, the little guys that get it out of there, the dust? I use uh, Q-tips and uh, okay. rubbing alcohol and Windex. Uh, the same thing I use for everything. They should do little, little vacuum things. Get in there, get in the nooks and crannies. A little, uh, little canned air. You can there too. That'll blow it in there. You need to suck it out. Yeah, you just do it across the bow. More sucking, less blowing. Yeah, uh, across the bow. Gotta get, uh, gotta get this electricity problem taken care of in my kitchen. Gotta make sure that uh, you'll be able to make those. You maybe microwave those uh, flex, flex pro, pro meals. meals. Yeah, I was gonna go that in that direction. See, I my the circuit keeps breaking in the corner where the fridge is in the microwave, and if that keeps happening, my flex pro meals will go bad. So go to flexpromeals.com. I gotta go to the pharmacy and use Cosio podcast. These Fortnite figures are from McFarlane action figures. Yeah, They're, they'll probably sell well, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> what do they look like? Cuddle team leader. All right, so these Fortnite action figures are um, figures of the costumes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Okay, gonna have to go to the pharmacy today too. What do you got to do today, Pat? You going to do anything, really? I, I edit, it, it, when you leave, I, yeah, I literally you know, edit the podcast I, I, I mean, for three I, I hours. fucking get that. What else are you going to do? <laughs> three hours is not the rest of your day. Uh, well, I got to eat. Um, and then I have to upload it at some point. Um, I don't go to the gym today. I will probably edit my flea market madness. There you go. Towards the end. Cool. Maybe I'll have a date. Who knows? Maybe maybe there's a, a, a lady friend that'll, you know, I'll get, get a taco. It's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. All right. Well, that's are you it. are you well right now, Ian? Is something going on? No, I'm not good at all. <laughs> I haven't been good for days. All right, let's go. We're out of here. Well, okay. We're going to be at Port Roger Gaming Expo. Can't wait. Ian, move the mic like this. Yeah. It hurts my ears. Plus, it's weird. Okay. And then um, we'll be showing off a not for resale documentary. Uh, there, some some footage from that. Uh, executive producing that sucker. I have my own. Po- I, have like, I have like three panels. I'm doing one with Kinsey, I believe, on uh, budget game collecting. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. I'm also going to be um, uh, having in the Nintendo Museum display this year. Uh, Frank Cifaldi requested some items. I have a few of them. So I'll, I'll be having those on display. But the massive majority, I think, is going to be John, John Hancock's bringing his boxed NES games. Yeah, time. that's going to be pretty insane. That's a lot. I mean, we talk about boxed Atari games. Those are a little bit smaller. There's less than NES games, I think. Uh, that's a lot of games to display. Holy shit. I don't think I've ever seen in person all the NES games in the box. How is he traveling with all that? I'm guessing a U-Haul. He's just driving on down with them. How else are you going to do it? I, I don't know. The insurance. 
<laughs> I, what do you mean? I, I'm just like, for me, the travel okay. with that would be You put them in nerve-wracking. They're all probably on protective things. Yeah, know? true. I mean, it should be, in theory, be okay, right? Yeah. Now Those they, Tupperwares work well. Now, they ever do that TurboGrafx museum that's me i'll drive the fuck up with all my weird shit like those gloves those game playing gloves and that's and that stuff those pink gloves oh yeah those are nice they, they made genesis ones as well strawberry all right well, well this is weird we, we usually uh we're, this is gonna be a short ass podcast with fucking five sponsors but so hey we gotta keep castle contra lights on ian's gotta eat gotta eat he's gotta go to the pharmacy man gotta eat he's gotta do that man gotta eat man gotta all right eat. well we're, that's it so look out for that flea market madness um, look out for the announcement for the for the marathon. We'll see what happens there, and uh, other stuff's happening. It's some fun times. I'm gonna get on Twitch soon. Ian's on Twitch at Pixel Sickle, still doing stuff. And uh, why haven't we played Final Fight since I fixed my Wi-Fi problems, Ian? We're gonna play Final Fight later. All right, do that. We we're, can do we're it. Looking the date. All right, for Ian Ferguson, I'm, I'm Pat Country. Yes. Bye. <laughs>